Welcome to Catalytic Conversations. I'm Wendy Dickinson, founder of Ascend Coaching Solutions, and I specialize in serving business owners as they navigate the highs and the lows of relationships in business. Hey, we all know that differences in communication, the ability to negotiate, and the tension of change are important to every business. And I coach people to master that tension, to lead their tribe, to welcome whatever comes next. With Ascend Coaching Solutions, it's possible to have a profitable business built on relationships that add value to your company's culture. Today, I'd like to introduce my guest, Kyle Harvey of Seven Hills Electrics. We're exploring family businesses this season, and my guests are sharing their challenges, pivot points, and successes. And listeners, you have the opportunity to reach out to ask questions, share thoughts, and learn from the experiences of others. Hey, Kyle. Hey, how's it going, Wendy? Good. It's good to have you today. Yep, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about what Seven Hills Electric does. So, Seven Hills Electric, we are a fully licensed and insured residential and light commercial electrical contractor. So, we do everything from service work to adding new circuits inside of a house or all the way up to a complete remodel and custom design build homes. And you also have something that I've always been fascinated with, and that's aerial trucks. Yep, we do have, we do offer an aerial bucket truck service. It's a 52-foot aerial boom, so that's what really separates us out here in Richmond. So we do really well doing pole lights and things like that for facilities management companies. Yeah, and, and so you have a larger geographic area, too, than we would expect. So what areas do you and Seven Hills cover? So Seven Hills Electric, really, we cover everywhere between... Charlottesville, Crozet area, Albemarle County, I should say, up through the Richmond area, through the West End and Mechanicsville, and we do go out to the Colonial Beach area as well. Good portion of Central Virginia. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit how the business got started. So, depends on if we're going to want to go all the way back to where the family started the business. Now, the family business originally started, it was Century Electric was the name of the business. How we started, my grandfather started the business with three other partners back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. That was right, and what they started off doing was new construction for commercial work. So they were doing larger high-end projects. One project included doing uh, the bathrooms and things at the old U-Haul Stadium over there at UVA. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a cool one. And we also did all the wiring at the Charlottesville Health and Rehab Center. But so pretty much as Gene and the company continued to grow, he slowly bought out his other business partners and then mm-hmm. in 1999 he had bought out his last business partner where he was the sole owner of the company. Mm-hmm. And, and so why did he decide to do that, do you know? Well, the whole thing with Gene is our family, my granddad as a whole, he is a very competitive, he likes to be in charge kind mm-hmm. of a guy. Uh-huh. So when he had started this company, he was the youngest partner inside of the group. And he had the idea from the get-go where he wanted to eventually buy everybody out of the pain. He just didn't have the upfront to be able to start the company by himself. Sure. But he did want to end up running his own company. And he achieved that, didn't he? Yes, he did. Wow. And and so is your granddad still involved? Uh, yes. Yeah, so my granddad actually manages Century Electric. That is his company. Uh-huh. Um, what they're doing mainly is industrial service work. So how did your dad end up getting involved? So my dad, it's an interesting story. So dad did what a lot of high school kids did is, at least in my area, is if you knew you weren't going to college, the mm-hmm. last two years of high school, you started your technical career. Sure. So his junior and senior year of high school, he was every day after college, after class in a 
high school, he would go to the Charlottesville Admiral Technical Education Center to do his training. So once he got out, he actually didn't start working for my grandfather. He actually worked for another company because his granddad's whole idea was, I made it on my own, you need to make it on your own first. So he worked with a company out that way. He worked there for, I believe, close to eight years, something like that. Um, business, this is probably 1999 was what I'm saying here is when I was getting to be about at the age of six. Mm -hmm. My dad and mom had been married for right at almost eight years. Mm -hmm. And granddad had gotten to the point where he had gotten to the company and the point he wanted it to be. And he got my dad to come along and he actually was managing mainly the new new construction for the residential side. So roughing in homes for Wayne Homes, Craig Homes, things like that. So, you know, I've talked to other family business owners and they have, some of them, I should say, have made it a point to say the things to their kids that your granddad said, like, you've got to go and work somewhere else, gain some mm -hmm. experience on your own. And most of the people who did that felt like it was a great piece of advice. Do mm -hmm. you agree? I completely agree. For me personally, I actually graduated from Virginia Tech in 2017. And my dad gave me the same piece of advice. He said, you, look, you got to go make it on your own before I'm going to, you don't get no handouts. So I went, I worked at Madison Wood for two years and then it got to the point where he was growing larger in our company. So I was able to come along and join in as a project manager in a sense. And, and so if you, ha do you have kids? I do not. I actually just recently got married in May. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. So if you have kids and, mm -hmm. and they, express an interest in coming into the business. Do you think you'll follow or give that same piece of advice to your kids? Well, the big thing for me that it took for me to realize is I went to college. I did the college route. That's what mom thought. I'm actually the first one in our family to graduate from college. Well, same and here. what I ended up realizing is, I mean, I did well in school and I did that, but I've always had a need in the electrical industry. And I came to realize that if I was going to come back to this point anyways, it might have been better to not have necessarily gone to college. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed all my friends sure. and everything that I made and it was a great experience. <laughs> yeah. But if my kid was truly interested in pursuing a technical career, I would probably tell him if he, that's 100% what he wanted to do to go ahead and start getting involved into the K-Tech program while he's in high school. Mm -hmm. And then... In the sense, I probably wouldn't let him come work for me straight off the bat, but eventually I would let him eventually pursue into it. Okay, so I'm going to have to um, ask this question, which we had not planned, so okay. if we need to edit it out, that's fine. But you said him. What if you have a daughter who wants to be an electrician? Um, that's more than welcome to it. I'll be honest. It is a blue-collar field. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter, if I would bring her in, it would probably be more on the financial and technical side of the business main reason being is it's a very dangerous job and mm. if I had a daughter I'm gonna be honest I'd be overprotective mm -hmm. oh gosh Kyle I hope I'm around when that happens because <laughs> I can't wait uh, having two daughters of my own I can tell you, you your plans are <laughs> not always welcome so um, you decided you then went to work for you graduated from tech went to work for the other company for a couple of years mm -hmm. and and then your dad asked you did you have any reservations or what were your thoughts about coming on and working with your dad well i was nervous at first but in the same sense um each summer when i came home from school i'd be working in the field with him 
Honestly, I remember it from the time I was in elementary school. We'd go to baseball practice, and then while I was at baseball practice, there was a couple of remodeling homes in the back. He'd be over there working, and I'd go meet him <laughs> after baseball practice, and I'd just sit there with my Game Boy while he kept working. So electricals, I've been around it my entire life, so I wasn't overly nervous about getting into that. The only part that I was slightly nervous about was going in as more of a customer service side. Mm, so. Mm-hmm doing the public speaking aspect, networking, that made me a little bit more nervous. Mm -hmm. But I think I found my niche inside of that area. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so let's see, what's the hardest time that the business has ever gone through? The hardest time ever? Yeah. Hmm. Well, the hardest time as a whole for our family Mm -hmm. would probably be during the recession of 2008, 2009. Do you mind telling us about that? Um, certainly, I can talk a little bit about it. Pretty much when the recession came, it, the years before 2003, 2005, we saw a slow trend coming, but we weren't expecting it to the magnitude that it truly went to. Yeah. We ended up going from, we almost, we probably lost about 60 to 65% of our employees that are on staff just because we didn't have work. Mm-hmm. We had to send them home. and. Between the aspect on being financially hard on the job, that doesn't also take into account the toll it had on my family because we were the ones who owned this company. Yeah. We're the ones who were providing the food. We knew their kids. We'd known these guys for 20 years, and we had to look at them and say, I ain't got no work for you. I can pay you for the ride in, but I, I, can't, I got no work for you. Right. And when we had to let people go, that took a very hard toll on my grandfather. Mm. Very mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. And, and so, what was the biggest takeaway that you as a family learned from that experience? Uh, never count your chickens before the hatch, really. Yeah. I mean, it comes to the point of you can try to prepare and to become ready for that recession, mm-hmm. but to be quite honest, in our, with us being in such a specialized field mm-hmm. inside of the industry, you got to just start preparing and putting money away to the side and hope to be able to ride it out mm-hmm. because once that re- once the recession hit and the stocks dropped, nobody was making new commercial properties or anything like that. As that happens, the work dries up. Yeah. So you guys made some changes, it sounds like, we as did. a result so of that, in af- addition to letting the important people go. So after that, um, up we started going through our rebuilding phase all the way through. Um, at that point, we had my dad kind of branch off, and then he worked with a franchise for a bit, and we came to realize that wasn't the best move for us either. So here, what we ended up doing is my mom's technically is the owner of the business, but she came up with the idea for us to start expanding out and start mm-hmm. looking. Once the contract ran out on our franchise, we decided it was time to start looking and trying to find somewhere to move to. Richmond happened to be that area. Mm-hmm. And really the thing with Richmond is it's just such a much a large mar- such a larger market compared to Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Charlottesville got to the point where it was full. I yeah. mean it's reaching capacity. They're putting little things here and there, but you're a big fish in a small pond there. And then we come out here and it's huge. I mean it takes me almost it's weird for me coming from Crozet. I'm used to two-lane roads. I can go from one side of Richmond to the other, and it might take an hour, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you guys made that change not only in location, but it sounds like your emphasis went from commercial to residential? Um, so my kind. dad's focus went to oh, residential. Okay. So my dad started his own branch there mm -hmm. and then Seven Hills Electric was started. And what happened with Seven Hills Electric is we mainly started focusing on the service industry. Oh, I that see. That was the thing that we started focusing oh, on. okay. So that's everything from small minor repairs and things like that inside the home. Mm -hmm. What we figured that this would do is it gave us a much broader market space. Mm -hmm. So when you're in commercial, commercial new construction, you're in a very specialized market. Yeah. You've got five to six contractors that you might be bidding with, but that's it. Mm -hmm. By expanding out our service industry, we're hoping to where our name gets out there enough to where if a recession does hit again, there's still things that need to be done. And that's kind of our, that was our strategy to try to avoid this happening again. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, generating additional revenue streams. And, and then also, be, if somebody already has a service contract with you, if they need additional work done, exactly. it would be really easy to have Seven Hills do that. Yep. I see. Okay. So let me ask you this. What's your grandfather, your dad, your hope for the business going forward? So our hope is, well, my grandfather's getting older. Uh -huh. In the next five to 10 years, he's looking to start phasing himself completely out of the company. Okay. To where it's just gonna be me and my father. Uh huh. And the real goal that we're looking for is, right now we currently have, depending on what season we're in, between five and six vans going, we're looking to hopefully get that up to eight to nine mm. here in the next two to three years goal. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And here's for the next five to 10 year goal is we're hoping to eventually get to the point where we are a fully, fully self-service company. So by having more managers and project, project heads out in the Richmond area. So we're trying to expand really in our Richmond market a lot more. So that's our big growth plan. And so some people say that there's another downturn coming. Is the idea then, if you had those additional vans, that then you might even expand your area or your reach a little bit more? So the big thing, everybody is talking recession could happen again. To be honest, I'm hoping, and I don't think it should be as bad as the one that we had in right. 2008, 2009. But our hope is that we're more prepared for it this time by having these service calls and having our name out there well known. We work with like Brander Mill subdivision, places like that, mm. that always are gonna have work that has to be done. Or yes. Our big focus was switching to getting into jobs where people need the work done no matter what. Right. So property managers, facilities managers, people that have to have these lights working. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really our whole big plan for the recession is continue to work and hope that our name is large enough to continue us through. Yeah, well that does sound like a, you're in a very, it's a very different plan than what you had in, in 08. Yes, very different. So, okay Kyle, if there's one thing that you would, one piece of advice that you would give somebody who's starting their own services business, what would it be? Networking. Oh, tell, say more about that. So my biggest advice to them, what got us, when we first came out to Richmond, like I said, we were, I'm from Crozet. Uh -huh. I didn't know anybody in this area. By us going through, actually B&I was one of our huge resources that we used. It actually almost saved our business in a sense. Really? Yes. So by my father joining the B&I Incredibles that he's part of now, 
we were able to get in contact with Wes, with Herman Allen, Teresa with the Closet Factory. These people that had these contacts mm. all over Richmond, it kind of opened the door for us to actually get our foot into the door. Because when we first did it, we were passing out the door flyers, we were passing out, and they work okay, but you're not going to get anywhere with that. It's really these networking events, NARI, National Association of Remodelers, getting into all these networking events has really been what got our name out there for a service industry. Because being a service contractor, the biggest thing is, is if somebody knows word of mouth, your name. Right. That's the biggest thing. They can look you up on Google, they can read the reviews all they want, but a Google review is never going to give that person the amount of confidence that a person directly coming up to mm. them, oh, I've used Seven Hills, I love them, I love the work that they do, I would highly recommend them. That goes ten times farther than Google review ever will, at least in my book. Okay, so it sounds like you don't mean just going to a networking event and exchanging business cards. No. What are you talking I'm about? I'm talking about building relationships. Yeah. So like. Everybody that's in my, my dad's group, I've actually just joined in with a new BNI group and I'm hoping to get to this point as well. But it's not just colleagues in these groups, we're, we're friends and in a sense an extension of our business through these yeah, groups. Yeah. I mean, I've got Herman Allen and Plum Heating and Cooling. Wes has become a close family friend with us. We go to football games with him. We'll go out to our networking events, things like that. And it's not just worrying about getting business out of people it's mainly it's really about making the connection in the relationship because yeah. that's what's going to carry us through mm -hmm. somebody could use you for one or two calls but that's not what we're here for i'm right. here to get to earn your business for every call for every time you need something done mm -hmm. and that's the biggest key takeaway from networking is if you just go out pass out the card you're not going to get the same kind of output if you put more in by trying to make these relationships mm. well that sounds like a great piece of advice. I am surprised that that's what you chose to share or as the advice you would give people in new service businesses, but it makes total sense. And it sounds like your dad and grandfather have had a lot of good success and, and also adhere to the value of building relationships. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And Kyle, let me ask you this. If somebody wants to reach out to you, because of course, Seven Hills sounds like the company that you would want anybody who's managing property would want to do business with. How would they contact you? What's the best way? So we have our website, www.sevenhillselectric.com. Mm -hmm. You can reach us there as well as uh, my cell phone number, which is my personal line. I like to give this to people, especially if they're really looking at something that they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So that way I can kind of explain what the project is and how we can work through it. That number is 434-465-3939, as well as my email, which is kyle at sevenhillselectric.com. That's great. Yep, any of those sources will work. Okay, any other thoughts? Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. My biggest request to these people that are listening to this would be family businesses aren't always easy. It all depends on how you make it. My biggest thing, the reason our company has been so successful is I mean, my dad's my best friend, to be quite honest with you. That's, oh, that's what you great. have to keep. If, if you take a family business to the point where you don't want to see these people anymore, it, my personal opinion, it's not worth it. Yeah. For me, I love going into the office. I'll see my mom at the reception desk. I'll see my dad in the back. My granddad's in his office over here. It's, I love it personally, but the biggest thing there is making sure communication. Yeah. Because your dad's your dad, but a boss is a boss. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that relationship and change it. 
So for me, the biggest thing was it's not always what dad thinks is right is right. We're now looking at it from a business aspect. So you really have to be able to speak up because I found you will get run over in a family business if you don't have speaking up. Yeah, you're right. And that does happen. But I do admire very much your willingness to say and to share how valuable it is for you to, to have the opportunity to work with your dad and grandfather and your mom mm -hmm. and balance the, the business relationship with the family relationship. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much, mm -hmm. Kyle. Yep, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, listeners, if you're in a family business and you want a coach to help you all develop the relationship that Kyle and his family have, well, give me a call at Ascend Coaching Solutions. My number is 804-372-7575 or email me at wendy at wendybdickinson.com. And Kyle, one more time, what's your cell number? 434-465-3939. That's great. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, I hope you have a great day. Take care. <laughs>